Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Potty Shop, the Pharmacy Collision Repair. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, so if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. Ah, yes, welcome to the Ranger Report. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We greatly appreciate it. Welcome to episode two. Now, episode one, you guys got to hear a lot of me talking about the Rangers. Well, as much as I love talking, and I'm sure you guys love listening, um, this week we're going to do something a little bit different. I had the chance to uh, sit down and talk to Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram and ask him some questions about what's going on in Rangers land. So we are going to air you that interview, and then I also talked to Reed Garrett, pitcher for the Round Rock... No, I'm sorry, pitcher for the Frisco Rough Riders. Um, I have Connor Sadzek coming up on next week's episode. That's what was making me think of Round Rock. But anyway, uh, he will talk to us a little bit about uh, him and his career and uh, what he expects from himself pitching in Frisco. So I hope you guys can enjoy the episode. going to be a little different than just me uh, yapping at you this week, so sit back and... Uh, Enjoy my interview with Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. I'm speaking with Jeff Wilson from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram today. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing well, sir. Thank you. Well, let's uh, let's jump right in. Uh, last night's game, have you have you seen a team blow a lead like that that big in a long time? It's been a while, and, uh, and, and you know, it's... it's uh, it's one of those deals where you turn the game over to the bullpen, which has been a team strength all year, and and the three guys that you count on um, after Brandon Yang pitched, but uh, Leclerc, Beekman, and and Kella just couldn't 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 stop the A's, and and, and it's true that that hitting's contagious, and 
the A's got on a roll and, and, and they couldn't be shut down. And, uh, they had a lot of help. They had a lot of help from, from Deakman especially. Uh, Elvis Anders contributed with that, uh, that error. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, good, good teams don't do that, basically. And, that, and that, that's what it boils down to. And then, as we all know, the Rangers right now are starting a good team. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I can't disagree with that. Now, second question I wanted to ask you, and this would have been first before last night's game. Um, I'm just going to say two words, Delino to Shields. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, you know, the numbers, uh, the, the numbers, you can very easily argue that, that the numbers say he needs to go down. Um, and then I think if the Rangers were a contender, uh, that absolutely would be the case. But this is a, this is a development year. This is a team that, uh, um, you know, is trying to develop young players. Delano DeShields is a young player. He's 25. Um, it's, it's hard for me. I think it's hard for some players also to, to stomach that, uh, DeShields got, got sent out considering the team's circumstances. And, 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 you know, they've been around the Shields for a few years. So they, they know the kind of player he is. They know how hard he works. And he brings a lot of stuff to the, the, the team, uh, uh, that, that's not on the field. And, and to, to send him out and, you know, the excuse was kind of weak. You know, the Rangers said they needed a pitcher. Well, <clears throat> how many times did Ryan Rubin option this year? <laughs> you know, and then, and, and if you if you want to argue about future pieces, uh, Delano De Shields is more of a future piece than Ryan Rua. So a lot of things didn't add up, you know. And and I could talk about this for probably an hour. So we'll just <laughs> we'll just leave it there. And if we got to revisit it, we can. That'll work. Uh, the other the other piece of that puzzle, Carlos Tochi. I know I know they can't send him down. A lot of people were yelling about that, but they can't because he's a Rule Five draft, and Philly can take him back. But what do the Rangers see in him that they like him so much? Yeah, it's a that's another head scratcher. I mean, he's uh, he he's was billed as a, a very good defensive player. He made a couple nice plays last night. He has good instincts out there. Um, his you know average arm, his, his speed is average. You know, for a center fielder, that's a little surprising that he's not not faster. But the Rangers the Rangers keep keep selling him as a, pre- a premium defensive player who whose bat is going to come around. Well. Look, the, the goal this year was to get him stronger, to figure out ways to keep him active. I don't think he looks an ounce stronger. Um, the, maybe the swing is a little bit better. I don't know. He had a couple hits last night, hit the other night, but um, it, it's it's hard to see him uh, being a part of the future. I mean, look, look at the the Rangers' best prospects. If you look at their top three prospects in the Baseball America uh, ranking, it's. Uh, um, uh, Leody Tavares, Willie Calhoun, and Julio Pablo Martinez, uh, center fielder, left fielder, center fielder. So, uh, Carlos Tochi is, is not going to be a, a regular player for the Rangers next season or for the next five seasons. I mean, he, he just doesn't really seem to have a place in the organization unless it's as a, a backup and a fifth outfielder. And, and really, the Rangers, uh, the, their philosophy of late has been to, to go for the, the extra reliever, the eighth reliever, instead of the fourth bench player. So it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I know that they're they're thin in the minor leagues, but they still have they still have Scott Heineman who's coming on, and, and Drew Robinson. He is tearing it up right now. So yeah. I don't even think I don't even think Tavares is, is, should be ahead of those those two guys, but he is. And and it, this, this needs to be clear. It's not his fault. No. It's not his fault he's in this situation. You know, I mean, he's, he's overmatched, unfairly so. Um, 
know, but it, it's not his fault. He's just, he's just here trying to, to be a baseball player. And uh, the, the, the rules, you know, the Rule 5 draft rules, that's not his fault. The fact that he wasn't protected, that's not his fault. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually about to, to, to post this story, you know. Don't dislike Tochi, but dislike the the situation. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a great point because you know I, I I don't dislike him at all. I don't have a problem with him at all. You know, but I think like you said, it's not his fault at all. He should be in the minors, but he can't be, and so he is where he is. Um, right, right. Yeah. And it's just yeah, and 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 everything the Rangers have done to well, and and consider this too. If the Rangers were a contender, he would he would have already been given back to the Phillies. Yes, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But they're not. And, for whatever reason, they they still think that this guy can can do something for him. Well, speaking of all the all the crazy things going on, you're 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 around the team. I'm not. What you know? Usually they're an, they're a happy go lucky kind of you know tight knit group. What's the clubhouse morale like right now? Uh, well, it's it's not 2010 anymore. It's, <laughs> um, it's it's definitely it's definitely different. Um, you know, it's and and, and this time of year. Uh, with, with the the trade scenarios that are floating around, it's it's uh, not not the um, place it once was, and and, and you know you've got uh, Hamels who's tired of answering questions about being traded, um, you know Deakman who is, is on the trading block who doesn't really have much to say about it. Um, it it's it, it's a weird time and. I think that Jesse Chavez trade, you know, Chavez was a very popular guy. I think that kind of uh, woke people up to, and it was, and it was during the All Star break. It kind of woke guys up to what 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 could happen over the next now six days. And um, I don't want to say they're walking around in eggshells, but um, there aren't a lot of guys in the clubhouse anymore. You don't, you don't yeah. see you don't see a lot of banter and stuff that we used to see. Um, I don't know if they're hiding in the food room or hiding in the training table or what, but. <laughs> Uh, when we get the, the pregame media availability, there's not a lot of media available. So uh, it, it's different right now, and, and, and I think the veterans are are taking it hard. You know, this season the, the veterans obviously want to win, yeah, um, and, and that's not going to happen. So I, it's just it's just not a not not a good time um, for the players. Well, you know, Hamels hasn't been helping himself out lately. Uh, you got Beltre, you got. Deakman, you got all these guys whose names keep floating out. In your opinion, what are the odds that one or multiple ones of those get moved before the non-waiver deadline? Well, I've, I've been saying for weeks that Hamels and, and Beltran are going to get traded. I just, I just think that the, uh, um, I mean, they're, they're different scenarios. You know, the, the Rangers love Beltran value in um, probably more than than they should, but. I think he brings a lot to the franchise uh, outside of just the baseball. Uh, Hamill, the contract situation is bad. The no trade clause, he can block the trade to 20 of the 2019. So yeah. it's uh, that, that puts him in a hole. And like you said, the performance isn't good. So um, it, it's just going to be hard to get anything for him. And I don't think the Rangers want to give him away. You know, the Rangers. The Rangers don't need that. You know, sometimes you hear the term inventory. They don't need inventory in the minors. They need players. Yeah. Um, they, they don't. They don't need guys who are just filling rosters. You know, guys that can fill the major league roster. So, I don't. I, you know, and, and there is a trading period after after July thirty first. You know, and it's it's harder to pull off deals, and, and typically they're not as uh, much of a uh, as big. Though Verlander is a, a recent exception, but. Um, 
it, it's just going to be hard to move them. Deakman, I would think, would move, but again, rental relievers, you don't get a lot for them at the, at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And then after last night, who knows? I, I think Kella goes. I really think that the Rangers will work out a deal for Kella. Um, but that's about it. I, I would I would say Kella is the, the the best candidate right now to be traded. I agree with that. So, um, all right, let's move on to help from the minors. You you know a little bit about the minor league system. I do I do a lot with the minor league system. I mm-hmm. I've talked to a few papers. I talked to Reed Garrett the other day, and then I'm going to talk to Connor okay. Sadzek coming up. Guys like that. How many of them do you think will get a September call up just so the Rangers can kind of take a look at them? Yeah, well, I, it, if you remember uh, 2014, the last time Rangers found themselves in the situation, I, I think at one point they had 38 players yeah. on, on the 40-man <laughs> roster. And one of them was uh, Gilmer Rodriguez, you know, kind of a reward for his uh, uh, what he'd done for the organization and all of that. But there, there are all kinds of guys getting looks. And, and, you know, some of them have worked out. Not not for the Rangers, but yeah. you know, like Miles Michaelis is one of those guys. So, um there, there's uh, there, there are guys who deserve to get a look. I think Connor Sadzik deserves to get a look. You know, he's, he's been uh, on the forty man now for a couple of years. And, um, you, you know, you, you got to get him up and, and take a look at that arm. And, and you know, maybe he's gotten complacent in AAA, one of those scenarios. But uh, I, I would like to see him pitch. I'd like to see uh, um, Scott Heineman up. Yep, I, I think that I think that's a slam dunk because they got to add him to the forty man. Uh, this offseason, anyway, so you might as well do it now. Um, they're, they're, they're just guys, though. They're, you know, there's, there's Her, uh, Herado. I don't know that he's going to be a great major league pitcher, but might as well get, might as well get in some starts. And then, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, the, the guys you want to see, of course, are in high A or low A. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I'd kind of like to see Jonathan Hernandez, but I don't <laughs> think they would do that either. I don't think they'd start that clock yet. So, it's just uh, um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, it'll be it'll definitely be more than the three or four they added last year. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure that they'll. Have, you know, Jose Trevino, if he hadn't gotten hurt, would have been a, a, a shoe in for it. So, um, but but the guys that I think for sure should are are Sadzik and, and Heineman, and I okay. think they will. Okay. Um, and another thing about the minors and the majors and, and everywhere right now, why it seems that a lot more pitchers are getting injured than you know I remember. 10 years ago is it do you think it's coaching or do you think it's just guys throwing harder what do you think is causing all our pitcher injuries well i i I don't think it happens i don't think the damage happens as soon as they're drafted i think that that it's it's been uh building up on them since uh they were you know in 12 and 13 i mean you go back that far these these kids they select baseball they travel all over the country. They play a ton of games, more, more than they probably should. Uh, I, you know, they don't play other sports. I think that's a. I think that's a big one. Uh, it's something that Greg Maddox really, uh, really wholeheartedly believes. Don't just play baseball. You gotta, you gotta play other sports. You gotta be uh, athletic in other ways. <laughs> you gotta give your body, your, your baseball parts a rest. And so, uh, I, I think that contributes to it. But there are guys who are bigger and stronger. And, uh, the Rangers, the uh, orthopedist Keith Meister, he always says you can't put a, a V8 in a Volkswagen, and um, you know, I mean, the, it, it's true. And, and these these body parts are everybody's different. Um, you know, I, I I don't think I don't know how Shohei Otani is not going to suffer a full tear and, and need Tommy John surgery at some point. Um, I you know, I think the 
the Angels are really rolling the dice. But you know, the, you, you don't you don't know his history. You know, were there pitch counts on him when he was in high school? Probably not. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you think that uh, high school guys are put on pitch counts, but we know college guys aren't necessarily put on pitch counts. So it's it's tough. I think that's why the Rangers are are given uh, you know their, their top pitching draft picks uh, from this year. Basically, they're not going to let him pitch until instructs, and then I think part of it is because they they've been to the, they've been to the showcases, they they pitched for their their uh, their team, and obviously their team's best pitchers, so they pitched more than anybody else. And, um, hey, they they they've got to figure out a way to to stop it. And again, it's not just the Rangers. No. I know that they've had the bad run this year with with Reagans and Spees and and uh, Kyle Cody, yep. but. Um, it's a, it's an industry wide problem and, and it, it has been for a few years now and uh, it's starting to get the attention it deserves. Yeah, because it is like you said an industry wide thing. I, I, I'm, obviously, we're talking about the Rangers, but I've noticed it all over the major leagues, especially the Otani thing really sure. showed it. Well, the, the, the A's lost their two pitch, top pitching prospects to the, the spring. Yeah, Tommy John, and we just lost a uh, Kendall Graveman. You know, I, pretty sure he was their opening day starter either this year or last year, or maybe both. So, I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay lost their top uh, prospect, Brent Honeywell. It, it, the Red Sox have lost the top prospect. So it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's a epidemic all over the game. All right, uh, who wins the American League West? It's actually a pretty good race right now. Yeah, I, I think the Astros are, are going to win it. They're <clears throat> they have so much starting pitching; it's, it's unbelievable. And yeah. and then you know you throw in the players they have an offense and <laughs> what Bregman is doing this year for them. Kind of filling in where uh, they were getting all the home runs and hits last year from Marlon Gonzalez and Josh Reddick. All right, and who do you think wins the American League? Uh, you know, I, I I think I would probably take the Astros. Um, I know I know the Red Sox acquired Uvalde today. Uh, their, their rotation. Uh, Porcello's bounced back this year. Yep. Chris Dale, obviously, the stud. Uh, the, the, the Rodriguez guys <laughs> been decent. Uh, I, I still would, would take the, the Astros starting pitching. Yeah. Uh, even against that great Red Sox lineup, um, that, that seems to just, you know, destroy every kind of pitching. I, <laughs> I think that when it, when it gets, when it gets chilly, uh, when, you know, if, if games, let's say, three, four, and five are at Fenway and it's, you know, forty-five degrees in the in the seventh and eighth inning. Those power arms are gonna are gonna take over, and, and I, I think it'll I think it'll carry the Astros back to the World Series. All right, and uh, one more. I know I know how much you love this, so I'm gonna ask you one more question. What is your uh, favorite repeat question on Twitter? And I don't say that sarcastically at all. <laughs> uh, well, right right now it's it, it's probably why why can't, can't we send Tochi to the minors? But, um, <laughs> I, I, I think I think the thing that, that drives me uh, the most crazy is how you know if so and so has a bad game, up uh, send him to the minors or release him. You know, it, it's yeah, it's like it's cut or dry. It's like if he's great, good, keep him on the team, and if he's bad, he's got to go. And so um, you know that that seems to be the case uh, with, with Joey Gallo. I would I would say that uh, uh, of late the the main question has been why is Joey Gallo still on the team? Why isn't Joey Gallo in the minors? It's it's not as easy as people think, and, and no. um, if they would just think, or you know, they 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 would see that uh, um, there are a lot of reasons why Joey Gallo is out in the minors. Yeah, and you know, 
I've been I've been a baseball guy for a long, long time, and uh, it's sort of like to me a football mentality. Because if a guy has one bad game in football, that's you know one sixteenth of the season. If a guy has sure. if a guy has you know one bad game in baseball, that's a blip on the radar. And it's you know if you have that yeah. that football mentality, then yeah, you panic after one or two bad games. But you know that baseball mentality, there's 162, man. <laughs> No, and that's just it. I mean, I, I, and I've tried to explain that too. It, it's, you know, if you play, uh, if you, you know, 10, 10 baseball games is one football game, yeah. basically, you know, and, 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 um, you know, baseball teams are going to lose at least 60 games, you know, they're yep. probably going to lose 70 and still win the division. And, and, you know, it's just, it's a long grind. You got to get that stuck in your head if you're a fan it's not a knee-jerk thing you know if a closer goes out and blows a couple games in a week it's not the same as a field goal kicker missing four kicks and getting booted off the team on Monday so I mean it's it's uh it's just an entirely different mindset and you're right and and it's the football mindset and and um other other towns get the baseball mindset and and this one uh, at times does, but uh, more often than not, it's, uh, it's get rid of them. Oh, my God, the world's ending. We lost the game. Yeah, especially on Twitter. So, <laughs> Jeff, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, you bet. I enjoyed it. I always right. like talking to Paul. Yeah, and by the way, if you don't follow Jeff on Twitter, you need to because he gives some great, great answers that I enjoy watching. So <laughs> thanks again, Jeff. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. All right, that was my interview with Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Uh, really enjoyed it. Looking forward to doing it again. All right, coming up next will be my interview with Reed Garrett of the uh, Rough Riders. And just a quick note about that. My audio equipment kind of messed up, and I had to interview him over a speakerphone. His audio on this interview is not all that great. I apologize for that. We'll get him on again later and uh, hopefully clean up the audio. But uh, this still is my interview with uh, Reed Garrett of... Frisco, so hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear it. So here it is. All right, we are speaking with Reed Garrett, uh, minor league pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Reed, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on. Now, uh, for the listeners who really don't know a lot about yourself, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself here off the top? That's a switch. I know a lot of guys go through that. It's tough to go through. Um, I know you were with the Rangers in spring training this year. They ha- they had you come uh, play with them for a little while. How was that experience? Uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, I was sharing a with some guys that I grew up watching and and uh, really pretty much idolizing from Bill Trey and Bartolo Colon and uh, Cole Hamels when he was with the Phillies. And I mean, it was just it, it was an unbelievable experience just to kind of hang out and. and how they put in the time and the effort to uh, 
Yeah, speaking of that, I know you probably watch the Rangers as much as you can. I know you guys are busy and don't get a lot of time. What do you think of Bartolo Colon this year? Yeah, I think he's 45. Extreme bubble. I mean, he's, he just goes out there and gets the ball every fifth day and, and does what he's done his entire career and just gets out. And it's impressive to watch. So I know that you made the uh, All Star team this year in Double A. Uh, what was that like? understand that now i know a lot of people that don't follow Doughboy don't realize it's not that far off from triple a as far as talent and as far as you know the batters you're facing and things like that um now i saw this year that you have you've pitched 37 and two-thirds innings and you have a 1.91 era at frisco so what has what do you think has been the key to your success this year Good. Now, that leads me right into my next question. What do the coaches have you working on this year? What are you trying to improve on? Um, yeah, so I they, they got me working on a, a third pitch right now. I, I had been just a, a fastball curveball pitcher, and I've been working on um, maybe, like trying to develop a, a, a split-finger a split fastball. And um, so that's really like day in and day out. That's what I'm what I'm really working on whether it's in my bullpens before I go in the game even though I might not throw it during the game that night I'm still working on it um, in between outings and in the bullpen getting ready to go out just because it gives me another another weapon to uh, attack the hitters with um, and really I mean just going out there and competing and, and, and trying to get the job done and execute night in and night out um on a consistent basis is the 
biggest thing that I, I know that it's not necessarily what they are wishing me to work on, but everybody knows that if you're consistent, then you're going to get more opportunities to go out and pitch. And if you're more consistent than others, then you never know where, where you'll end up. Very true. Um, now, what so far, the the season's, well, probably, what, three-quarters of the way over for you guys. You've got about two months left, um, a little more than two months, but or a little less, sorry. What yeah. what has been your favorite moment so far of the 2018 season? Um, <laughs> that's tough. So, a, I would love to say probably being a part of the All-Star game for sure is yeah. the, uh, the favorite part. Um, but as a team-wise, we've, we've had some dramatic wins this year. We've had a bunch of walk-offs and some a lot of one-run games and just being there with my teammates and seeing those guys go out and eat every night. It's, that's by far the best thing that anybody could ask for. Is, uh, every All 25 of us going out there and giving everything we got night in and night out for sure. Now last year I know you played with uh, Isaiah, Kiner, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa uh, at AA. So, are you surprised at just the amount of success he's having at the big leagues right now? Not in the slightest. <laughs> uh, I've played with Izzy every year since I got drafted. So, this is, I mean, we started in AAA together at the beginning of the year. And um, he is one of the hardest working, most, like, driven individuals to be around on a baseball field. Um he, for sure, is just like nothing that he does. He does out on the baseball field. You look at it and say, "Wow, this guy is incredible!" But he makes every facet of his game is is good above average. And he just he's such a consistent player that I knew that he had, had the ability, and and I, I believed in him, and I know that he believes in, in himself. And it's it's incredible to to watch him go out there every night. I agree. It really is. As a Rangers fan, it's been amazing to watch him. So, growing up, I know you're from Virginia. Growing up, who was your mentor? Like, who who did you really want to be when you were a kid? Oh shoot! Um, I so I, when I was growing up, the uh, the Atlanta Braves Triple A team was in Richmond. The uh, and I, I mean, I saw went to a bunch of games and saw like all those guys come up through that system, and it, it was great to watch so I, I, I always wanted to be like I always rooted for the Braves and I loved watching Chipper Jones play um, yeah. he was inc- incredible to watch as, as a pitcher though I, I really liked uh, Pedro Martinez and, and John Smoltz both those two are guys that I really just the way that they they go about their business and, and have such confidence in themselves and, and, and compete and um never really show any any fear or doubt in themselves. It's just they went out every time they got the ball and said, this is what I got, see what you guys can do with it. And that was for sure. That that kind of gave me something at an early age to, to look at and try to model myself after. Yeah, those are, both some, those are some good guys to look up to for sure. Um, Alright, before I let you go, Reed, I got one more for you. Um, when what are your expectations for yourself, and when do you think Rangers fans will get to see you in the big leagues? Oh, man. That's, uh, <laughs> my expectations for myself is that I, I, I just want to the opportunity to, uh, to just go out there and 
give everything I got. I mean, I'm going to lay everything that I got out on the line and, and on that balance. So I, I, I believe in myself and I know that I have the ability to do it and to make myself uh, into a big league pitcher. It's just doing it consistently like we talked about before. It's just I got to, once you're consistent and that, that, op- that opportunity arises, then you're ready for it, especially being at, at the double-A and triple-A level. Um, so yeah, I think that in my career, I know that I have the ability to get there, and I'm working towards that. And if the situation arises soon, I would, would love to be there. It <laughs> the, yeah, to be the Rangers fans, but I am. I know that I'm doing the best that I possibly can do every night to, to try to push my way up there. Well, we enjoy following Frisco here. We enjoy keeping up with you guys, and I enjoy watching the games, listening to the games, and coming to them. So I hope you guys have a lot of success the rest of the season, and you as well, sir. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Ranger Report podcast. Uh, Tune in next week again. We will have another one talking about whatever current issues are going on. Be sure to check out our GoFundMe page so that – I can get some better audio equipment and maybe record some things better on this show. But once again, thanks to Jeff Wilson and Reed Garrett for spending some time with us. See you guys next week.